Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Art and Labor. We are the podcast dedicated to the ongoing struggle to survive um, as an art and or cultural worker and or dumbass gig worker, freelancer, um, media hell, whatever you can get type person show. Um, if I'm your parents o- don't understand what you do, you're in the right place. <laughs> Um, I'm OK Fox, um, joined by my co-host Darcy Wilder and Sarah Crow. Hi. Um, and we are bringing back returning champion Joey De Jesus, who should who should just be a regular, who should just be able to roll in. My my neighbor, my friend, should just be able to roll into my house I'm and like, come I'm through. I'm like the more politically yeah. correct. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> New York politics correspondent, <laughs> uh, Black Kramer, <laughs> Latino <laughs> diaspora Kramer, Black diaspora Kramer. <laughs> After that Gossip Girl reboot, we're gonna go back and do a Seinfeld for the new the new age. That's so funny. <laughs> but jo- Joey cannot be here because of a possible exposure to the Delta variant. New normal. The Yet again, normal. Delta has canceled plans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delta, Delta canceled my flight. <laughs> Damn. Is that like a, a like viral joke yet? Delta canceled my fr- flight and then Delta is mad. You know how like, yeah, cu- like countries are understandably mad that variants were named after them. Is it now going to be like brands or like people named ISIS or stuff like <laughs> that? But what happens after we like get past like Zeta? Well, that's what's happening with the generations too, because it's like X and then Zoomers, and what they, the, the bookmark they have for the one after Zoomers is Generation Alpha, because they're the first ones who were born like exclusively in the digital era, Uh, and it's like you've been saying that about every single generation, like they're the first (laughs) ones to be born in the digital era. I think technically (laughs) in. I think technically you're supposed to loop to alpha prime, which is like (laughs) alpha with a little one above it. And then you do an entire, I don't know, reaching real deep into the uh, pre-calculus that I trailed. Or it'll be like hurricanes where like the ones with um, more female sounding names are uh, worse, (laughs) are worse variants. (laughs) Damn, I wow. like the idea wow. of the Johnson variant. Boris Johnson variant. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's a fucking uh, nightmare. But of course, all entirely predictable. You know, the the more planned economies um, are doing way better, and because they take this shit way more serious than us, and it is absolutely a choice of public policy. Um, Absolutely. You know, um, which is why it's great to have Joey back. You know, somebody who contracted COVID while running for office. Triggered. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Uh, um, Yeah, and it's just so, it's so wild. You know, like last night, there were several candidates, or several uh, sitting, well, now electeds. who were doing a debrief of the bills that didn't pass. And 
sort of breaking down, demystifying the processes um, and the timeline in Albany and how bills get passed. Um, and it was just so shocking and disheartening to hear Jabari speak about uh, Jabari Brisport, mm -hmm. uh, state senator, um, uh, who was on the DSA slate. Um, it was so disheartening to hear him speak about how, you know, there are more co-sponsors for the New York Health Act, which is a piece of legislation that would extend Medicare for all across New York State. There are more legislators co-sponsoring the bill than needed to pass the bill across the both bodies of the House, both houses. So it's just really, really like, it's just awful. I no, mean, wait, I, really? What? Like, what? <laughs> Sorry. Why? Like, why uh, don't? Okay, maybe you can clear what? this up. What is it? What will it take for the Congress to have a supermajority to override the Cuomo veto? I wait for Cong for Congress or not Congress? Whatever for, the for assembly the state, for the state assembly and the state senate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> we already have it. We have. So what's the fucking holdup? <laughs> That's what we want. We won that. We have that. Oh we have God. a supermajority already. This is this is designed so, to make me insane. My rage against Andrew Cuomo has somehow increased so much it's, in the past. It's, un, it's unconscionable. It is unconscionable that we do not have, we have not passed a single payer health care. We and that we don't have me Medicare for all across the state in the midst of this pandemic. And now two sessions have passed. Two two legislative sessions has, have passed. And the legislative session is arbitrarily, the, the dates of the legislative session are arbitrarily made every year. So it's not like, you know, it's not like it's in the New York Constitution that, that the legislative session is going to run from January to June. They made the decision to shut it, the shit down in June. And then, you know, for us to just do like survive up until we, and, and, and like rally so we can argue there... for the same legislation next year is, is there reasoning why they ended in june is it like anything yes, with the mayoral the, it's it's it, the, the 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 thought is that you spend half the year in albany legislating and then the other half of the year in your community right but where you know, are they but for okay and i you know <laughs> our, our representative who i lost to uh to whom i lost uh spent her year you know a lot of her time campaigning for eric adams you know so it it's like all of that time you know and and the, and, and you're you're elected for a two-year position you know so it's just really frustrating that you know but what can I say? I lost. So <laughs> I can't tell anyone how to spend their time. And it's frustrating, though. I don't, um, but I, I really don't understand, like, what, so, like, what is the political, like, will that is preventing them from passing legislation if it's not the, the it's veto? It's interesting. So Jabari mentioned UFT, which is, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not a UFT. I'm, you know, PSC CUNY. Uh, mm -hmm. un by union, um, we're talking unions. Um, so United Teachers Federation. Yeah. So apparently, UFT came out against the passage of the New York Health Act, and Jabari ended up swaying <laughs> the person 
who had been advocating against, like one of these people was debating, you know, one of, his, one of the people he was debating against, who came of the same union, you know, as, um, who shared his union. Like they ended up debating each other on this matter and, and Jabari convinced this rep to, who admitted that they personally agreed, but could not agree on behalf of the organization. It's weird, you know, I, I think people are, I think that there's a lot of uh, lobbying happening in Albany. I think there's that like big pharma and, and these private insurance companies are doing everything in their power to hold on to everything, that, to hold on to the power that they have. And maybe does UFT just think they're, are they buying the fucking Kool-Aid that like they won't have leverage if... Because that was like the argument that they were trying to do to the like Nevada workers, like that was like the whole like um, lib like like more um, uh, establishment wing of the Democrats. That was their whole line. That was like the whole Joe Biden line. That was like the the whole thing was like, oh yeah, the yeah if you um if we do Medicare for all then uh you'll lose your leverage as a as a union and people won't pay the dues no more or whatever um which is like insane bullshit <laughs> like, like, to I be don't... honest I don't know I don't know yeah. what sort of like gymnat the mental gymnastics are I don't know the what what mental gymnastics are occurring but I mean it well, I mean, this is the same UFT that endorsed Bob Holden, right? Yeah, uh, you I, mean, know? I think it's, it's, an, it's a matter of like rank and file, like organizing among rank and file members of the union and, and you know, people within their unions who are invest, who are really invested um, or get, you know, or not invested, getting it about getting invested and about getting mm -hmm. and organizing among your peers and colleagues, even if it, even if it's, you know, Rank and, style, rank, rank and file strategies have been very important in the fights for the uh, 7K per class in CUNY um, and, other, among, and other issues, CUNY issues. So I just think that that's a model, or that's what I, I think is the solution, unfortunately. It's like, nobody's gonna come out in here and fix it. Like we have to fix these things ourselves within, you know, we have to work within the community. We have to fix the communities that we're working in. Um, so I think, yeah. Um, I think that's how we sort of affect decision making within our unions, you know, or the cities or unions that right. are politically. And and people people will understandably be like, this is another very New York episode. But like you know, just for context, like this this could easily be transferable to any other state. Like these dynamics, like the ruling class has a way to to worm its way into all these places like it is extremely telling that uft was was uh got did a, a, an endorsement of bob holden who like we've talked about on the show before is like it's like insane racist like trump supporting guy who is a democrat also oh my god um, well and interesting he's a democrat kind he's a democrat he's a demagogue first and mm -hmm. foremost Oh yeah, it's like the Joe Manchin of. I mean, he's a registered he's a registered Democrat now, but he used to be, he used to be a registered Republican, um, lost as a Republican, switched to Democrat to have a viable chance 
in New York State, and that's all it really takes. I thought it was flipped. I may be wrong. I thought he was a, a Democrat, got primaried, lost, and then and then ran as a Republican, and then lost. But and he's a Democrat won. now. No, oh, and then won. and then switched back to Democrat. That's what I thought. Oh, maybe. Does he I have any that. allegiance? I mean, it sounds like he's sways Republican. Does he have any allegiance to any of them, or is he just? flip-flopping his 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 allegiance is um to like the homeowners association in his district white supremacy so it's white supremacy (laughs) the demon the demon (laughs) god of white supremacy (laughs) honestly he worships which is uh bipartisan so yeah (laughs) i mean i I think like outside of new york you don't like you well i mean coming from texas like no you wouldn't see this situation in texas where But I think what it does demonstrate is that like a lot of times in red states, you're just always kind of told like, oh, shit, if we just had, you know, more Democrats and if we just had the numbers that we need to pass stuff, then we'd be passing this stuff. And this is just the example of like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. you you got it. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is organize your communities more and get more Democrats in so that you have another. (laughs) Exactly. You have no more excuses. Yeah, it just, you're, you're absolutely right that this is proof. New York serves as evidence and proof that, yes, you know, we can pass certain things um, with a supermajority, but really bold, important, life-affirming, just essential pieces of legislation are not being passed, even though they have the vast support of the legislative body and the general right. population. And it's still and it's seen as, like, degree. comparatively... Um, you know, the fact that we have rent regulations of any kind here or the fact that we had mask mandates and, mm-hmm. you know, it, the vaccine was free, you know, like all that stuff is I would I would talk to people back home and they'd be like, well, at least like your, you know, governor isn't out there like, <laughs> you know, that, like that's all that matters is that like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's horrible, too. And it's like, that's what people don't understand. It's like, oh, you're just you're you're watching the mainstream news. So you don't see him with the way we, we're seeing him right. like shut down hospitals in the yeah. middle of the worst in the middle of like the highest death point of the pandemic, like shutting down public yeah. hospitals and shit like and cutting Medicare. So many <laughs> constituents are dying so quickly. And he's like, me and my brother are having this like. <laughs> Two man play every morning on the news. If you want to drop, like, go fuck yourself. It's a, it's a disturbing sword fight, is what it is. It's like this is not in any. It's it's like so calculated and and like tr- masterful in the sense of the word master, like in the like the full fucking mm-hmm. sense of that word. He's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, and you're and you're right that there's I was recently rereading Jane McAlevey for the organizing for power class and like her book is called No Shortcuts, you know, um, organizing for power. That's what it takes. It takes like actual on the ground organizing in your community um, to change the power dynamic. It's electoral shit can help um i don't know if, if joey if you want to talk about some of the ways like having a a rep can can a, a rep who's like favorable towards like labor and tenants can 
And like, cause like, I don't know, you're, you're talking to me once about like yeah. community group funding and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm learning more about, I'm learning more about these matters because I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, offices, legislative offices put in requests for funds, mm-hmm. you know, for services that their community needs. Right. Right. And so, you know, for me, as you know, as I can very readily think up the language for, you know, a, a request for funds because, you know, tenant unions are essential and important right. and especially in the mutual aid network needs to, we need that. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. It needs to be reinforced and we need to Im- and flesh it out truly, you know? Yeah. Um, and for it to, to, for it to be sustainable, it's for it like to be sustainable. Yes. It needs to, yeah. there, there, there need to be, we need to make sure that people are getting paid for their labor. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that people are, that this is not all just, local i guess philanthropy you know it's like or or or, you know it's yes it's great the the that we're able to generate revenue not revenue but funds from our community but it's always us paying you know it's like we we Mm -hmm. we're all it's yeah it's like we have a little so you take you have a little so you give a little and then you know exactly come back to you you know exactly something like that is 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 there there's beauty to it but there's a lot of precarity to it and and i think it's important for us to have the imp like a, a sustainable infrastructure now these types of things are are our reps are to the best of my knowledge are capable of requesting funds for so right. so it's like you know all the uh, what we get in instead is this you know we all have to compete for grants, the same grants. Right. And, and, and instead it's like scarcity model. Right. But, but, but you know, for arts organizers, it's like, Oh, you got you. Oh, the, I'm applying for the lower Manhattan community council and the, this and the, that, you know, the, and as our you know, other organizations and y'all kind of coordinate to help each other to succeed. But we all in the back of our minds, know we're all in competition with each other. Right. Right. Like this is, so that's not sustainable. So, mm-hmm. so, so especially for services. Um, no, not at all. Services should be completely funded. Yeah. So it's wild. So, yeah. So that's one way, but I mean, there's so it's, it's really, it's really unimaginable all the ways in which a, a, a legislator can sort of create new, ways of being together within community um so there's some potential there to at at least like shake some money down to shake money down to host to like do know your rights training to do um uh these types of legislative debriefs that was very that was the first time i'd ever encountered anything like that last night with these with these reps and and it was open to all their constituents oh yeah talk about that what do you mean so the so the DSA last night had um, several of its um, electeds at the state level just walk through a debrief debrief all of the pieces of the major pieces of legislation that did not pass. Oh right, yeah, you were saying. And and um, 
this year in the state. And um, these were the New Deal for CUNY, the um, uh, New York Health Act, um, uh, certain matters of parole reform, um, uh, housing, certain matters with regard to housing. I mean, we want a housing, the New York Homes Guarantee. Right. There's um, no reason why. There's no reason why can't be passed and it's yeah. it's what it's it's wild as well the the public power bills um oh yeah all those yeah so so this is yeah this is like incredibly frustrating and i i don't understand why um it's like at the, at the one hand like i get like this this are this um point about shaking money down but on on the other hand, I'm just like it's just like feels like we're spinning the the wheel. Like we're just spinning. Like it's like as soon as we get one chip aligned, another chip gets disaligned, and it's like um, I don't even like when it when is the point where like maybe an org like DSA like can really be like really self critical and be like, is this strategy of focusing so so much of our outreach efforts on um campaigns as opposed to um other ways of of potentially building power like detrimental to um our even our legislative priorities you know like even the shit we need to get passed and yes you know it's hard i trust me there are things that i cannot say on the record right now but <laughs> soon i can um, all right but i've been doing a lot of i've been i've been trying to think about why dsa decision makers think the way they do especially in relation to our district and our yeah. community here in in ridgewood, the ridgewood and area. all the way extending to through south queens yeah i was actually yeah. <clears throat> talking about this um earlier today with people and it it was interesting just kind of looking at emails that got sent three years ago to dsa members versus emails that got sent last year like how how dramatically they were really like <laughs> one in particular was a little like oh my god they just sent an email like three days before juneteenth last year saying like the best thing you can do right now is to phone bank <laughs> or like to to go on campaign stuff and it was like well where like we uh, I, during the one of the biggest national uprisings in yeah the past yeah decades. and and there were even people who had like jumped ship from the iso into dsa who like organized really fantastic marches and and that all just kind of fell flat that summer um and Instead, we have now like over 50,000 members, I think, nationally. And w like, what are you going to do with them? Like, <laughs> are we going to keep playing this fucking game? Like, what are we what are we learning right now right, right. from we have literally, like you're saying, more sponsors than we need to fucking pass it. And it's not fucking passed. Right. So so what's the fucking plan? That's like, I guess what I would ask if I was at one of these meetings. That's, that's yeah, that's it. Like, I think those are like exactly the questions. And 
and you know that's a great way of thinking about it too like mobilization like what are our mm -hmm. mobilization tactics and um short-term actions and long-term action like immediate actions and sort of like mm -hmm. thinking about the staging of actions and 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 the naming of, of particular goals yeah it's it's that is a very good way of thinking about how to yeah because i mean self i mean i'm i'm you know it's the little bit it's like the the maoist tendency of constant self critic being constantly self-critical and um i think it's 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 a discipline that i think is really really necessary for lefty organizing groups that falls to the wayside because you're often like accused of being like too negative or like people get their feelings hurt really really easily um look at all the wins we've had <laughs> like what i don't know like, we're trying like, as hard like as what? we can like, yeah <laughs> yeah it's not it's not necessarily leading with like care and compassion it's not necessarily like leading with care or compassion or like love even like it's it's very aggressive i remember receiving a lot of emails from their campaign and feeling kind of aggressed you know like yeah no i can't make it out to help jaslyn clark's campaign all the way over there how first of all <laughs> transit justice how am i gonna get there but secondly <laughs> i'm involved in 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 work here so i yeah. need to you know and it's just it was very i i do feel like i was it was it was aggressive the the um, the ways in which they tried to get us to come out and I don't know if that's necessarily the best strategy, you know? It feels kind of like mask. It feels kind of like... Um, <laughs> like when, community organizing, when community organizing, you always want to approach a group and get them somewhere far away from where they are, avoid anything. Right. Yeah. What is, you just can't... I don't know. Sorry, that didn't land, but like... <laughs> No, like, like come the, over yeah, here, yeah. come over here. We're, it's like not, I don't know, it doesn't seem very effective. We're just going to drop you like a UFO into this neighborhood and have <laughs> you kind of guess where everybody's house is and then, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Have, yeah, have you ask, kind of... ask a stranger, hey, where's the closest um, place I can eat? Like, <laughs> the things that I loved about campaigning were, you know, literally buying everyone rounds at the bar which right. we were using as our launch area yeah. like we would we would station at the bar either queen's brewery or like holo or um any of these bars yeah, yeah. in this area and then um or on the other side of the district and then you know every volunteer it was like food and drinks and as a way of just sort of celebrating what we were doing um i don't know it's 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 also jaded because you know i've i've heard from the they have an you know dsa has different working groups so you know if you're depending on your passions you you are involved in different working groups and um the electoral working group is an interesting body right and it and it just and it just seems to have a lot of sway in overall strategy i guess is my main point is like why and like how do they justify that and like 
like show me the actual wins. Like I guess there's like an argument to be made that like without like these reforms that we won, um, maybe maybe the pandemic would have been way worse or like maybe I don't know like like <laughs> like maybe more people would be facing um, eviction or whatever it is. Well, like, but like the, uh, oh fuck, what was I gonna say? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we, like all of the shit that we did up until the pandemic happened, like, I don't know. It's like, did it, did it really affect like that much? And if, and if things haven't changed that meaningfully like yes we have some good like temporary emergency relief things but we don't even have really that because the e-rap is a fucking nightmare the Mm -hmm. emergency rental assistance isn't fucking working at all um we have like these these great reforms that were won before the pandemic with some like rental stuff but did it really ultimately make a difference in a crisis i would say fucking no it didn't i think the fact that it's so like this this stuff is insanely difficult to do the right way and which is like from from a base of like collective organizing of people who run like shops and all that stuff workers but the like when you don't have those like when it's so difficult to do even the smallest kind of thing you start getting this idea of like well an electoral campaign is something you either win or lose. And it's like, it's a unit of measurement, I think. And I think, and it's, it's kind of why it's, uh, people gravitate towards it because like, you're going to no, lose, nice. it, it, lose it, so much. I mean, I and, loved yeah. the feeling of like, Oh, we got all of these socialists in office. I loved it every single time it happened. I loved it when it happened to AOC, but now I'm fucking sick to my stomach reading right. your fucking Cuba right. statements well, and being like, there's no meaningful difference between you oh, dear, no. Oh, no. and I, like I, any I, of these people. That. Oh no. <laughs> you know the, the, that like, that, that it's like a TikTok or, oh, that it's like a little goblin. It's like, oh no. Oh, it's like a fucking chime. Like that is it's like scarred into my fucking brain. Um and just hearing AOC's Cuba statements, that's like what I hear. <laughs> I know. It's so oh, I mean like how 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 long and how much are we gonna be disappointed in elected officials and just told to vote different elected officials, which does make a difference, but it's just like so. No, but we don't have a way to hold them accountable. Absolutely and until not. we until ha- we have the base, until we have that, yeah. and that's something like that's the thing. Like even when you win, have you really won? What have you won? Yeah. Uh, if there's nothing you can do when somebody just shits all over the plan you came up with together, you know, like you you right. gotta have like something already in place. Um, that's willing to say, okay, well, if you don't like vote the way that we tell you to vote, then you're out. And and I and yeah, I guess like I I believe the argument, sure that yeah, maybe maybe the pandemic would have been even more devastating without like some reforms that we did. But the fact that it was as devastating as it was means that to me that means that we failed. And to mm-hmm. and I think it's important to be honest about that. And then. Uh, figure out um, 
what we what it will actually take to be able to um adequately um address uh that same crisis from happening which is becoming increasingly clear is is gonna happen again right <laughs> like there's like the realism realism is important obviously and i think now people know that like in a crisis the government's going to abandon you as much as it can and stuff like that and the only thing mm -hmm. you can rely on the only thing relies each other but then you know that defeat it but then i'm grappling with like you know trying not to be defeatist about it and stuff like that right like totally how to i i uh, like i like this concept or th thinking about it like even if you've won have you really won mm -hmm. because you know when i hear that i think of po poetry and poetry awards and winning poetry <laughs> awards <laughs> have you won? Have you won? <laughs> or but or, what did or you, getting publication or publication? <laughs> well, do you, or publication, right? This matter mm -hmm. of acceptance, mm -hmm. right? A, a, that that as a as a writer who's always existed at the margins of liter visibility within the literary sphere, but also, you know, uh, I'm Puerto Rican. My family's like dis been essentially displaced from our home island mm -hmm. and now we settle here but you know we all long to return and my family is enormous so so it's it's and meanwhile the land is all for sale and inaccessible to all of us so yep. so it's interesting to think about i don't know the the, the you know, if you've won, have you really won because of the concessions that you've made? But also, you know, when you when you when you win an award or you accept a publication or you get the gallery show where you get the sort of opportunity, the venue to, to or, show or you win work. the election. Well, like, you know, that, too, is like there are costs to that. Right. Mm -hmm. There are costs. You know, it's like as a queer person, it's like I'm being accepted. I've always kind of been weary of acceptance. I'm weary of the yeah. war. Well, right? there's a, yeah, yeah. And sorry. it's like last year, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, last year with one of the settlement, like what, what was it? Was it at City Hall where kind of a litmus test was like, if the police don't really care about it and don't see it as a threat, like how effective can it actually be mm -hmm. as an anti-police it kind of reminds me of how there's like over the past couple days um i've been seeing a lot on twitter about like oh there's gonna be a general strike on i mean yeah. ever, like th yeah. those I things will pop that. up yeah if those things will pop up every once in a while but usually they don't have graphics yet it's just some you know stupid tweet but like you know there there's this <laughs> people are posting from the discord which is like it it belies to me i think just so many people don't understand like why a strike is effective or like why you do that, why you withhold labor. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those weird, In this like, dream back of movie books are so accessible. It's just, <laughs> well, it's like, honestly, even like there is somebody in your there are hot singles in your area asking <laughs> like who will explain yeah lenin to you you know and it's true. they're the, dying to explain lenin to yeah, you yeah they're just absolutely full of 
uh, quotes for you. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in the DSA who haven't read Lenin, you know? <laughs> and, and like, it takes... I don't think that, like, everybody should be expected to read every single thing, you know, because, like, half of the stuff Lenin was writing was like, um, this other guy's a huge dick yeah. and I hate him. Bitchy <laughs> letter. Yeah. Yeah, it's very bitchy. But the... It, there is, like, once you kind of really, really cement down that, like, oh, my power in society, in, like, my culture, my world right now is because I have to exchange my labor for wages, and that labor is being stolen, and so the value is my labor, and so the mm -hmm. thing that will, like, actually hit the capitalist hardest is withholding labor yeah. because they're because yeah. they, even like these like it's a bunch of teens who i pro i have no idea how they identify but like mm -hmm. it's all these one day strikes they're like oh this one day okay, we're gonna do it and uh we're, we we're, yeah. we'll figure six out six weeks from now and yeah. it, it'll be fine it'll be fine we we plan to talk to unions uh, we haven't yet but uh we <laughs> Yeah, we if have only, nothing in place for a strike fund or d d yeah. in New York. It's illegal for public sector uh, mm -hmm. workers to strike. Remember the 2005 transit strike that ruled? Yeah, <laughs> that was illegal. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also like most strikes are wildcat. Yeah, because mm -hmm. unions now just like yeah. don't because they're only they're so sleepy. They're so <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I always bring up, you know, um, the the uh, Lenin sort of, was it Lenin or or was it Stalin? Ooh, uh, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh Watch out. <laughs> Co conception of the labor aristocracy, which I think. It's like, Lenin. Oh, it was Lenin. Okay, good. Phew. Um, <laughs> 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 a bullet <laughs> there. <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever. Tanky go, gets the yeah. uh, <laughs> notice for another. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I have that strain sometimes. Like, look, the, like I just because you're desperate for results. I am really desperate for <laughs> results, and like, what, like, I hate what brings results. That's the problem. Is like. What brings results is, um, you know, forming a fucking militia and um, massive murder of a bunch of landlords. Yeah, and my ex-boyfriend will talk to me if I show up at his work <laughs> topless. Oh my God. It does remind me of, uh, it's going down, published this like massive kind of, maybe it's technically a report back on like the uprising last year. Oh and God. this part got me like, the history of resistance is a history of failure in New York more than ever for each new generation of resistance fails on its own terms. And maybe all <laughs> one can hope for is to fail in less embarrassing ways than the previous generation Damn. or to fail in less embarrassing ways than the one failed just a few years earlier. Another world out there is possible, possibly if we can ever finish humiliating ourselves. A new horizon of embarrassment awaits us. The truth is out there somewhere beyond those police lines just up ahead. Maybe the truth is permanently out there and forever out of reach. We don't know for sure since we can only see what is just ahead of us and the only way ahead is through the police. I mean, they're... Wait, where is this from? I love really that. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I pulled that out. Um, it's It was just published on It's Going Down last week. Mm. I, I can send it. We can look it in the show notes. Definitely. It's yeah. The only way out is through the police. And there's a great uh, paragraph in there about how people don't... Not everyone has, uh, you know, experience with unions, with, like... Mm -hmm rent organizing stuff like that but everyone has an has like an experience with the police and like that's like the, yeah 
the oh. synapse or what. Anyway, yeah, I love that. I haven't finished reading it because it's very long, but. <laughs> cool. Thank you. That's awesome. I love that. I'm like, I feel a little bit read down, but also right? resonates. It's well, like getting punched in the face, but then yeah. like. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, they're. Um... Yeah, like that sentiment, I think, ha like when you are even just witness to enough of this stuff where um, like the just just sorry, just cut all this. What? No, <laughs> no, you're you're right. You the longer you live as like um, a principled leftist, mm -hmm. um, the more you have to live through failure i don't know yeah i like, think it's like the more you learn about marxism or about socialism the more upset you get <laughs> directly the more you suck. know about like history of just and like more, how yeah. Yeah. yeah the more you have a material analysis of things or a historical yeah. analysis I mean, of things it's like burnout people get so mm -hmm. tired it's so hard to keep going without like yeah just intellectually not even like because the stuff being yeah. on the ground can can be really invigorating in a way that, you know, hanging out. And I really feel for, like, the people who are doing the kind of, like, philanthropic, like, or service work, paid or not, like, um, or mutual aid work where it's sometimes not clear if it's, like, service work or organizing work mm. or it's both or it's whatever. Like, that shit is really hard like interfacing with desperate people constantly mm -hmm. every day whether it's for your job or just like you're just doing it and you and you have to like find ways to like stay animated and continue to go through the motions of life while doing this type of s slow um harm reduction maybe maybe mm -hmm. maybe it's reducing harm hopefully and there are no shortcuts. <laughs> there are no shortcuts. But it's also that like you can you can like throw yourself down a dead end very easily. And so it's it's that like I mean, yeah, in just again for my own political tendency, I, I I see it as like everything is needs to be coming from like this head of the stream. Mm -hmm. And uh there's there's if you don't know the purpose of what you're doing in a larger political um, like ideology or just plan, then that is also something that can be very animating or motivating mm. when you're actually mm. like, okay, mm -hmm. so like, yeah, check it off on the checklist, next task or like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and for me, I am like animated and motivated by criticism be, and I think that like comes with going to art school. I honestly <laughs> do, which is like really, yeah, really strange. Like, yeah. So I am always trying to remember that like other people didn't spend four years being told that shit wasn't good enough yeah. and that you need to improve and find ways to um, learn and understand history and understand why your method isn't necessarily in line with like, you know, the historical form that uh, we care about or like, you know, like <laughs> instead of being coddled by. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, just 
four years of being told what a fucking moron you are <laughs> and like that yeah. not yeah. just it's not like just oh you're a moron you don't know this information it's like no you fundamentally have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and um <laughs> how dare you yeah. waste my time speaking to you i oh mean but it's you know i have a very rosy view of criticism because i had like a good criticism professor but like most oh, people yeah, yeah, yeah. i think no, like most it's people it's good for you it's good for you mm-hmm. like like who go to art school it is like abusive and and horrible and like there's definitely like some aspect to that even if i had one good professor but <laughs> it gets you in shape yeah it does remind me that talk we had of like what is winning of mm. Not to like fangirl about Jane McAlevey, but like truly, how can I not? But um, where she has talked about like how one of like the more important than winning the contract, I believe she said this is 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 winning the union vote. And like when yes. you're reading votes and people start crying and they've never they haven't cried in forever and stuff like that, because that's the the unity, the show of support. Mm-hmm. You you get the structure and stuff like that. Which I was always endeared by, but now I'm like, is that, oh no. <laughs> is that like a sign that, like how far behind we are? Yeah, well yeah. we are, it is, but also it's, it, um, it is true. It's like every, like everything is in service of uh, unifying the working yeah, class, IMO. Yeah. And it's, it's that <laughs> IMO. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to be, you have to be strong in your oh, indoctrination. Well, <laughs> you have to be like, yes, that's what it has to be. <laughs> but yeah, I guess our goal is unifying and like yeah. the big step is like having a union with which to organize further. Yeah, More than like an individual an yeah. like wage increase and stuff like that. Yep, it's that you need to get everybody on because you can w- lose a vote with your union, it, but have actually built yeah. uh, a unified like at least caucus of something, or like have won people over onto socialism, um, and and that's like that's what the elections are for. That's what votes for this for I don't know the pro act is for. Cause like the pro act, come on, but the, <laughs> uh, it's it's all because like you have to get into the mode of running yourselves as well. Like it's it's all preparation for <laughs> this thing that you know is not going to happen for probably a very long time. But like you need to be ready for it. You need to like learn how to make decisions collectively, how to like mm-hmm. hold people in your community accountable. Um, and and you do that in some ways way before that is like legally how things get run or well yeah well before you mean before the dictatorship of the proletariat yeah. overtakes I mean, the yeah, um yeah. existing or takes, takes on or... the the <laughs> different states um, yeah i mean i wanted to touch on to um like one the mayoral <laughs> Before we completely get off of (laughs) a cool 50 minutes into the interview. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who cares? I mean, the point of like this whole preamble is like ultimately who cares? Because it's like maybe like it's all like to me like a like about different strategy 
was always going to be about different strategy, no matter who won. No matter who won, we, we lose. Mm-hmm, and right. so it's like... It's a pretty bad lose, though. It, Eric yeah. Adams is like yeah. possibly the but worst. But the, the silver is. lining... I, the silver lining that I think, and may, uh, correct me if you guys think this is uh, completely off base, but like, I think it could show peop, like people a really stark, like, this is why, um, you know, like, black cops can't reform cops mm-hmm. uh, to a very wide, like, similar to Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, mm, um, right. was very um, illuminating for... <laughs> Of a lot of Chicago organizers, I feel like. Yeah, I forecast a lot of forthcoming propaganda likening the two. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. In the suit. Oh lordy. Um, yeah. Eric Adams is is it? Well, <clears throat> Jennifer Rajkumar keeps winning <laughs> because uh, you know she she was. Um, um, do you remember in Kill Bill, uh, um, uh, uh, the one with, oh my God, that crazy 88, what's her name? Lucy Liu. Oh, Lucy yeah. Liu. Remember how Lucy Liu had that, like, note-taking s- side meanie? No, I've never yeah. seen that movie, but I understand. But I'm following. Oh my god! It was like a like a saw, you know, a hench person. Oh, yeah, yeah, hench person. The yeah. the only civil yeah. rights attorney I know who's pro stop and frisk that Jennifer. Oh, um, oh god, yeah. So she campaigned with him. Um, yeah, through the course of his entire campaign. So I sort of anticipated that he was going to pull ahead. Um. Because the house always wins. Right? Well, I mean, she's, yeah. She's she's the establishment plant, and so is he. Well, they've got this new clique forming, you know, of wicked, of wicked, you know, black and brown capitalists For who sure. are pro-settler colonial, who are taking money from Raytheon and, 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 and prison builders and mm-hmm. uh, luxury mm-hmm. real estate slum lords, all of that, right? They're already taking. Mm-hmm. They got those relationships. They're all schminny, schminny, schminny. Well, so it's again fun. like that. You saw it in the '60s too, where like people got kind of funneled into identity politics because like not you know not combahee river collective identity politics but the but like if you get if the left does not activate people then they will go towards the people who are activating them and that can be and a lot of time and with i mean with race in in the united states how it relates to the two parties you know like not like obviously it's not a monolith but because like pretty much the whole political range of a lot of black people or or latino people although that's a little like a little more like it gets all condensed into the democratic party because there's and and so you don't have there's like huge sections of like mm-hmm. i know tons and tons of latinos who were in who were supporting the iraq war yeah and, like in the whole deal um and of course like it, what's what's like often ignored even in lefty channels um is the like um turnout the and suppression um 
I hate the way things are like expunged on from like the limited number of people who vote in these elections because it's like the thing is extremely weighted towards homeowners. Right. Like if you I do the breakdown. I oh, just good. this today with the board of elections. Oh my God. <laughs> do tell. On the phone. Really oh yeah. We have to get to them because of their big fuck up. We haven't oh, had you on. God. <laughs> which one? Oh my God. Which one? Which I mean, I'm still caught up on big fuck ups from 2020. Um, I'm like, Big big fuck ups from 2016 where they purged all those people in Brooklyn. Yeah. So today's <laughs> issue is the matter of early voting locations in our district because there are zero. Mm-hmm. What in That's all of up. Assembly District 38, there is not a one early voting location nowhere, and the the early the closest locations are um, Middle Village. Now Middle Village is a neighborhood that we, that many people in our community are weary of because of- Bob Holden lives in Middle Village. Crime attacks against Asians, (laughs) which have gone under, like nobody wrote about it, but it happened. Mm -hmm. There have been, I think, uh, 10 reported hate crimes in the the district. So if there are 10 reported, you can imagine the number Mm -hmm. where people are not running to report to the police um, that, uh, um, and I multiple, have multiple, like, um, multiple <laughs> proud boys. It's a, it's, it's frightful. It's a, it's like, I'm not trying to go there. Um, mm-hmm. but that's my early voting location and it's well outside the confines of 8038 and then, um, or the boundaries of 8038. The other locations are Kew Gardens, which is a long subway right away or the casino, which is best accessed by car in South Roseland Park. Mm-hmm. And the one in Middle Village is also best accessed by car. So none of these, and of course the district is majority like uh, Latino and then a huge South Asian, Indo-Caribbean population. And then you have white homeowning, car owning power voters as well. So, so yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, we have a 41 uh thousand registered um democrats in the district and only seven so i think only seven or eight thousand turned out in our last election and that was four times the mm, re wow. the like it was the largest election the district had ever seen so in a in a primary so um yeah. yeah, I got into it with them about that because this is a civil rights issue and the office, the civil rights office of Tish James has been investigating these very matters across the state. So I caught wind of that and um, yeah, just have yeah. been able to argue with the office. So I'm hoping we get something open in Woodhaven before Tish James. Because like, yeah, if you if you think about it, if you do the math and it's like, if your area is more likely to have locations open for longer, then those areas are going to be weighted because people are more likely to vote in that mm-hmm. area. So if the early voting locations are in the richer parts of the district or um, not in poor districts at all, you bet your fucking ass it's going to be weighted towards Eric Adams, you right. know? 
Well, also like, for our district, like, you know, Bob Holden recently won his reelection, but if we had had a, uh, an early voting location in Ridgewood, on the Ridgewood-Glendale border or mm-hmm. in Woodhaven, Bob Holden would have lost because when you have a voting location, you know, and in the district for us, it requires- That's a reminder. That's a reminder every day you pass by it. Every day you pass reminder. by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also it's, you know, during the early voting period, it's, there's an- imperative for the candidates to be at the early voting locations meeting voters and encouraging Mm -hmm. them to go inside and vote so if you know if those locations are outside the district then Mm -hmm. you're not drawing attention so sandy nurse's campaign was highly successful because you know they they during early voting they had people out on the on the corner every day right outside the the with you know outside 100 Mm -hmm. feet not election right right. Mm -hmm. but it turned into a huge friggin like block battle that that nobody could ignore because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like uh, rich echevaria whatever his name is was like threatening women of color and shoving people and Jeez. and it was like it, it was like a scandal on the block and, and everybody was out and everyone was like okay we're voting to make sure sandy wins and sandy crushed right yeah. and it was also the same location that uh jen gutierrez was pull, pulling voters as well and right. you know so it's like it just those and the both of them had colossal wins with no DSA support. That's right. <laughs> so so it's like it just becomes an opportunity. Now mm-hmm. that's not something that I'm going to argue or that's not something that I necessarily argue. I did say it's important for bringing candidates to campaign in their district. Right. But I don't think they you know people don't I that was I hadn't seen something I hadn't seen anything like that. Of of course, it's an opportunity, but like the ruling class is never going to let us have one person, one vote because we would have a majority. Like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like when even like when when even like lefty people are like, oh, well, you know, a lot of people of color supported Trump or supported Eric Adams. And it's like, okay, look at the fucking demographic breakdown Mm -hmm. and tell me that again and read it back to me. That may be true, but I don't think that means we foreclose because if we foreclose, then they just take it all. And I think, yeah. I think, you know, I agree. And I think the best example of that is the fact that we do not have universal suffrage in New York state. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and, and it's interesting because even can camp canvassing and campaigning red, like Republicans in my district, which I did. And I, I found success they they agreed with the eco so so long as i didn't mention the word socialist mm-hmm. they they agreed with the course, platform yeah. entirely yep. Yep. everybody <laughs> hates conet yeah. and everybody hates the the fact that we pay everyone hates the democrats money. too like yeah. they're yeah. like democrats yeah. yeah and it's like i hate yeah. the democrats i the yeah. county democrats were fighting against me you know it's like mm-hmm. the the it's 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 so true a- and yeah um I, I lost my one the thought that no I no you were you were saying that it's it not to secede like not to cede oh, oh, the oh, field oh, oh 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 that we that we that you know universal suffrage everybody yeah. agrees even the Republicans that I canvass that mm-hmm. if you live in the neighborhood if you live in New, if you live here you deserve the right to vote in state and local elections and to hear that from people who I would have presumed a different was very kind of humbling. Um, especially in Glendale and, and parts of Ozone Park. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it and it and it made me realize like yes i don't think we can foreclose i think we have to think more widely like how do we fight to guarantee universal suffrage in new york state yeah and and right. what and what does that cuz that's a non-budgetary so this is like this, like to synthesize kind of these these positions that we're talking about with electoral politics. I think if we're if if we as in like the broader left, including the DSA, um, it's going to continue this um, electoral strategy. It needs to be the condition of like running exclusively on universal programs. Right. I really believe that. I really believe like if you're going to be doing legislative stuff all of this like fucking um, half measures and reforms um, are fucking stupid. Like, and if we're not just like fully out there being like, we want universal this, universal <laughs> this, and like just become the party of just universal um, everybody, you know, and maybe instead of saying socialist, which is basically the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um. It's interesting. It's interesting how prickled people get um, by the language because it was, it was you know, breaking down the, 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 the public power coalition's bills and what they were fighting, what we were fighting for with regard to the decommodification of our utilities and the democratization mm -hmm. of our utilities, they, they loved it. They loved mm -hmm. it. They were like publicly owned utilities. So we're not paying Con Ed these exorbitant bills to Con Ed for this terrible, terrible service. service. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it, it goes back to like the ACA when, you know, there was that viral thing of people not realizing Obamacare and the ACA are similar. And yeah. earlier today, Candace Owens tweeting like, why is the vaccine free? Is it to keep Americans right. alive? Then why isn't, why isn't insulin free? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, correct. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, I hate the thought of Candace Owens even sort of being. Close. It is that like onion thing of like worst person you know makes a good point. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they often do that. Yeah, it's like every every few days there's like another like absolute fascist accidentally stumbling into a talking point that they really did not intend to go. Towards. It's the broken clock thing, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, right and it it also is like. Those things, you know, universal health care is technically also possible under fascism. Yeah. And that's, I think, something so that true. we, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, and you can even, um, and it's, again, wh why it's, like, it's about worker democracy, because a lot of this stuff can, uh, you know, like, uh, the, the Hooterites in, like, Manitoba, the, they're, like, the Amish, like, they don't, Oh, they communally own everything, but they're still extremely like regressive and re hmm. you know you got all the girls have to wear dresses and da da da. Um, yeah, I mean the the homeowners association like in this district like you know had a material um, interest in pursuing segregation, which is like fucked up mm -hmm. um, to. to to think about it that way but it's like um it like that's that's how it was for them they they were just like oh uh, you know if our if our schools change they might get worse and then mm. our children will suffer 
and that was what spoke to them. It's not necessarily complete like maybe the fascists are at the front putting out the argument but like the regular people will support them if given the material reason to support them that's what's really dangerous i feel like with um right populism with like tucker carlson types or whatever or i think like it's more um the material conditions can kind of leave that field open exactly but then like you know, fascism wins on I on an emotional level, I think, before, like, it, or that's the kind of deciding factor. Um, yeah, they're, well, they're being swayed by the emotional argument of, like, your kids will suffer or whatever. And it's like, not, if we did this right, we, mm-hmm. we could, our, no, nobody's kids would suffer, including black and brown kids. None right. of us would. Yeah. Um, and we have the complete power to do that correctly. It's just like you're being swayed by an ideology that says like, oh, we can only, we could actually only take care of our immediate. And it's like the same thing on a national scale when like um, right populists talk about like uh, borders and stuff like that mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, we could have like, you know, um, Norway, Nordic model or something, but then we have to have really strict borders. And it's like, no, actually, we could just like not have borders. We could just like be internationalist about <laughs> yeah, it exactly. and try to, co- you know, because that's that's also the yeah, that's the real difference, because you can you can offer Medicare for all, but you still have to uh, that then you are left with no choice, really. But <laughs> just have a, a multi-generational wars in uh, the Middle East. But, yeah. Well, I guess, like, at the end here, Joey, do you have any cool upcoming projects? I know you're also involved in, like, you've you've been to some actions with this, like, art worker, like, protest group that seems yes. really cool. Well, that day was very dramatic because it was storming. So I was, like, I did a reading, spe- reading slash speech. I don't know. I, it was, um... I'd been asked to participate in a an action calling on the state to prioritize um, arts, artists, arts workers, and um, community-based organizations in uh, the disperse disbursement dispersal of of funds for the art for for artists across the state. These emergency funds. Um, and right. I can't remember the acronym. Um, I'm like, I, I can't remember the name of the like fund off the top of my head, but it was for artists. But the issue with these funds were, were that they um, were obviously going to private oh, yeah. um, interests first. And they were taking this, the governor and the state had taken this sort of like trickle down approach to paying off artists, um, which yeah. is essentially, which is essentially um just subsidizing laundering because mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. like these big f- for-profit arts that like a piece of art what is that these <laughs> multi-million dollar things it's like you know it's 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 laundering. well to me it was like giving the ppp loans right it was yeah. like and they were going to like multinational <laughs> Corporations and shit that exactly. do not need it. Exactly. So it's, it's it's an equivalent. Think it's like the it's the arts equivalent, and so that's yeah. why we were 
um, out there, and it was it was rainy and um, but very exciting. It was very very. It, it was similar to the music worker ones too, where they were like very similarly advocating like the same thing was happening in that sphere, of course. And yeah. I mean, we did get. I mean, I think I mentioned it on the show once. There is these like artist corps, artist corps grants um that like seem pretty easy to apply to so i i encourage people to apply to them have you ever tried joey no i haven't um no. i bet you'd get one no no i i i've applied to a few grants usually it's you know i'm doing like in i'm applying as an individual on behalf of an organization or right. i'm applying you know through the organization for myself as an artist I've only received, I think, two grants. Well, this like artist corp thing, it reminds me most of like the um, the New Deal artist grants. Like it's it seems really similar to that, and it's it's prioritizing individual artists. I don't know. It's um, they're in, it's interesting. You know, of course, it's branded like you know corpse, like where an army or some shit. Like we're the propagandist army for the state, you know. We'll link Join to, to show notes. I think that's, you know. I think that's. I'm. I actually kind of don't mind that. I think it's more bothersome when people don't realize, like poets especially, because that's. I deal with. I you know. I'm in this world of poetry, and poets right. don't realize that their poetry is propaganda, regardless of how. Right. Yes. A political or a like they don't realize that even an apolitical mm -hmm. sort of poem about flowers is a political poem, right? So so you know, thinking, thinking that, thinking through that and, you know, recognizing every piece of printed literature is a piece of propaganda. So um, I actually don't mind the, 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 the notion of the corpse or the right, because I do think that that's kind of what poets are already. Well, yeah, yeah. Why not be honest about, why not be honest about like, yeah, it's all forms of communication and signals. And it's like, <laughs> And values that, yes, yeah. virtue signaling and all sorts of things, you know. Yeah, it's just, it makes me nervous, like, you know, who's deciding to give out the money. If it's like a conservative body, like the Ford Foundation or something, then it's like propaganda for the fucking CIA. If it's, you know, the weirdo bureaucrats, some of whom are like socialists in New York State or in New York City municipal level, some of them are chill. Like, you know, some of them are like CUNY graduates, like weirdos, like who knows what they're really up to. People. So Raytheon, Raytheon just announced uh, they're launching a poetry imprint under FSG. Uh, they're not, they're not, but like they could. I would not be surprised. I mean, the Koch brothers... I shouldn't get into that. I would but, not oh be my God. surprised. I would not be surprised. But like the Koch, the Koch brothers... Uh, one of their grandchildren started a small press, you know, wants to get into heaven, wants Great. to undo the the terrible stuff. Like I that. will see them at TCAF. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> flipping table emoji. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, any other like events coming up? Anybody, any fun uh projects in the works um at the end of this episode it was lovely oh, talking I, again I, have, I do have um i'm gonna be doing a workshop with apogee journal in august um cool. on sort of 
cosmo 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 poetry cosmology and um poetry we're gonna we're gonna look at um visual forms uh concrete poems concrete forms um and uh and all the poets are like anti-imperialist um feminist it's gonna be really really fun so and it's really low cost um and i think they may be up in harlem but I might be wrong about that. But well, you have to um, text me the link so I can put it in the show notes. That'll be really fun. Um, but yeah, um, great to talk with uh, with everyone. Um, sad we're not in person. Um, me too. We'll we'll see how this shit um, goes. I have a feeling the the next couple of weeks in 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 new york we're, we're gonna um things might change really we're gonna fast. see how yeah. shit goes down i mean california put the mask mandate back um we got this also this red moon the red yeah. oh we haven't even, we didn't even talk about the smoke <laughs> the smoke and it came down i'm like oh oh no an entity's forming of the i was like midday entity forming what is happening i was was talking to a friend who was in minneapolis and she was she sent me a screenshot of her weather app on her phone and it had like a whole new symbol oh my god for like what and like background (laughs) weather animation of like smoke and it's like what the fuck is this little three clouds behind each other oh that's that's today or you know that's for five o'clock like a nightmare (laughs) a fucking nightmare it's like it never in all my years what about you two have i seen the whole city covered in smoke but it did happen it did happen like a year or two ago did it happen yes definitely it i remember i remember one moment right my mind races to the world trade center that's exactly what i was hinting at yeah where i'm like it's not like computers (laughs) there i think it wasn't as intense but there was like one of the really bad fire years i think maybe 2017 or something like we got like a little bit i vaguely remember like being being like like it was like oh this is sort of odd this fire is so big it reached a little bit here but like this was like really intense like the whole shocked when i heard that that was the reason i didn't know smoke could travel like that mm-hmm. also Remember? like you, you'd fucking think that this could be like one one of the good uses of emergency broadcast yeah. <laughs> the fuck thing, right like we didn't find out until the night i didn't find out until like the day of but they knew the smoke was coming it's not like they couldn't they couldn't they didn't think to warn us they got the Doppler right there. And they have like a perfect That's excuse right. to, yeah. they have like a perfect excuse to be like, put, make really wear masks today. Like, yeah. Really wear masks today. Like, I mean, and they didn't take it. Reminds me of yeah. last year in Oregon when they had like, in Washington when they couldn't leave the house. And also in like Oakland and the Bay when the sky was just red that day. Mm-hmm. It's got to be really intense on the West Coast. I, I'm sorry, right. West Coasters. Yeah. Yeah. God. Maybe if you yeah, voted yeah. more uh, people <laughs> into office to do, you know, <laughs> it's just uh, not uh, not blue enough. Um, yeah. It's because you, you know? used straws, but you it's also because you. Enough. Yeah. 
Sorry. It's so depressing. It's so, <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> what can you fucking do? Yeah, y'all? if we have any West Coast listeners, just, yeah, for real, solidarity. Oh, uh, Love to everybody. I'm going to stop the recording, but um, let's have fun out there regardless. <laughs> yeah. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. <laughs>